Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? Holy long time no solo show. I know, I know. I totally, uh, I feel your pain. <laughs> you like that? Could that be more egocentric? I don't know. Um, it's, uh, I've been trying to catch up on some interviews. Been crazy busy uh, and actually really focused, believe it or not. <laughs> I know it sounds like I, we're going to leave that alone. So before we get into today's episode, which is uh, episode 93 Getting close to 100. Not sure what I'm going to do, but it's going to be fun. Maybe I'll do it live. That would be fun to do a blab. Today is all about starting an online business today. What I would do different. Now, I had done one of my first episodes um, of the podcast was on this topic. And it was kind of fun to look back to see that there weren't a whole bunch of things that had changed. I probably should have had both posts up when I was doing this, but I want this to be fresh. So we're going to go ahead and just run with it. And, but I had someone, thank you, Jen, had reached out to me and said, I love the podcast. You know, can you, would you be interested in doing an episode, excuse me, or talking about, by the way, guys, I'm kind of fighting allergies. It's really weird. Well, it's not weird. I have them, but I don't ever get them bad. They just kind of bug. So I apologize if anything sounds wonky or I cough at you. Anyway, so Jen had contacted me and said, you know, what would you recommend to someone starting a WordPress business today? And in those terms, somebody who is starting to develop sites for somebody else, for other people, for clients, for customers, along with um, marketing. So we we actually had a Skype conversation and I'm going to talk about that, Um, not the conversation per se, but what we talked about and what I would recommend because I, unless you absolutely love, 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 developing sites and have somebody that can manage uh, client communication, all that stuff. I don't know that I would recommend that be the route you start with, Um, but we're going to get into that. So before we do that, though, I wanted to, (laughs) I need to give an update because, so I sent out an email to my subscribers last week. And if you're not subscribed, just go to the WPChick.com. There's a whole bunch of places on the site you can subscribe. Um, And I've created a PDF and a workbook on lead generation and WordPress. And I think the what, well, I have the sumo me welcome mat that says um, make money with WordPress because with with subscribers and a list you can make money with your site without a list without an asset you need to do something else to drive traffic and anybody that purchases from you at any point ideally you want to get their name and email okay so that's really simplified anyways so I sent this this email to my list last week and it was the subject line says um, ever feel like quitting. And I think I came across way more despondent than I was feeling because it's not, I, I'm not about to like walk away from everything I've built, keeping the WordPress chick going, the podcast. I love this. This stuff is fun. Um, but I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, nothing. There's just, there's not enough time in the day to do all the things I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I referenced Snapchat. Well, I just started getting into Instagram. I mean, I've been on Instagram for a couple of years couple years. I don't even know. That's good. I should look that up See when I first joined Instagram. Um, but it was kind of, I didn't have a strategy. It was kind of more fun. And I would post stuff more eh, kind of combo of personal and business. Um, and that was kind of it. And I'd share the images to Twitter and Facebook. Well, I started getting into it. I followed Nathan Chan, who is the creator of Founder Magazine. It's a digital magazine and it's F-O-N-D-R. 
F-O-U-N-D-R, I can spell. And I, I was watching his launch and I tested one of the strategies he did in the launch um, and I was blown away. Like I, So first I leave a comment I'm watching because it was really nice to get all this content in a launch. And then I'm, I'm watching the first video and I'm like, well, I'm going to implement this. I'd already commented. So then I come back. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I have to leave another comment because I said, I tested what you did and it's about you know, creating a, a group of hashtags and you leave them in the comment versus the, he, it was a little strategy and it was all free. And I said, I'm floored. I said, I just got like 29 likes and like eight new followers within minutes of doing this. I said, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. So what was fun, and this is just speaks to my ego, I guess. But then on video number two of his launch, he pulled up my comment. He says, Kim Doyle says, and it was fun, right? Anyways, my point eventually was that I had just started using Instagram and paying attention to some traction there and still haven't done the whole link and bio thing yet, you know, because I am doing something different with leads and we'll talk about that. But, you know, so then the next thing I see everywhere, everyone's on Snapchat and I'm like, for F's sake, like I cannot, I, I don't know. I like, I love new tools and trying stuff and, and finding things, but it's like, that's more of something I kind of do for fun. When I find things, some things stick, some things don't. That's my little, um, sort of inspector gadget <laughs> time in the morning when I just get to my desk and I'm having my coffee and I give myself probably 35 minutes to an hour to just kind of get acclimated to the day before I dive into tasks. And I've actually started closing social media. Um, Facebook, I tend to go on more than anything. But I just I hit this wall, you guys, where I was like, this is making me crazy. This is making me crazy. And I just wrapped up working with uh, Jason Hornung and his agency for Facebook ads. And I spent a boatload of money. I got some great results. I got some new podcasting clients. And that was great. But still, I'm like, mm, there's got to be a better way to this. Like, anyways, so I've been sort of on this little mission. And I sent out this email. And it's certainly not about quitting. But my question was, do you ever feel like quitting? Right. And, and I was kind of overwhelmed with the amount of responses, because I'm not the only one. And a lot of people were like, you know, some people were super kind and giving me advice. And I was like, I'm really not like depressed. <laughs> um, it was just more like a vent because then you see all this stuff and I really have started to unfollow people on Facebook or at least, yeah, like hide it. So I don't see their stuff in the, in the feed anymore. But you know, those people that are like, you know, are you willing to do whatever it takes? I, I quit my job and, and I moved across country and I sold everything I had and I hired the right mentor and I hustled every day from 5 a.m. till midnight and did it right. And you guys, this is a total generalization, but I'm like, most of those things, those scenarios are like mid 20 something dudes, no mortgage, no wife, no kids, no, no family responsibilities. They're responsible to themselves and go for it. That's the time when you should, but don't simplify it in the way that people who have those obligations are less than because they're not willing to do what it takes. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying you can't. It's a family decision, however you look at it. I keep teasing my family that I'm moving to Costa Rica in a few years. My son has three years left of high school. We'll see. I have to go visit it first, right? Got my green smoothie here too. Anyways, and <laughs> I don't know. I just don't want anyone getting like, that's such a generalization. And it is, but it's it's what I see and it's my perception, right? Perception is everything, isn't it? So anyways, I sent this email out and I think people are like, wow, like, trying to soothe me and stuff. And I really wasn't depressed. It's more like, I'm just done. I'm done with the nonsense. Um, I know there's better ways to do things. 
when I say nonsense, you guys, I'm also talking about the fact that there are a ton of ways to generate income online. And there is a disservice, I think, because having gotten involved in paid traffic strictly with Facebook um, over the last few years, I was like, huh, here, here all this time. And uh, I got to just keep pre-qualifying everything. Here all this time, like we create content, right? We do webinars. I've got the podcast. I create these 2,000 word posts, I guess post, all that good stuff. That's the marathon. Paid traffic is a sprint. I'm totally getting ahead of myself because I'm going to jump into that. But I have started testing things and trying things. And there are traffic methods out there that one, I had no idea existed, paid traffic, and that you can do cheaply. You can start 40, 50 bucks and get lots of subscribers and sales. It's it's crazy, you guys. And so I just, I feel like the, so the blogosphere, but this space of content, 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 which is important and should be at the core of everything you do because it's valuable. You're creating a relationship. If you're in this for the long haul, content matters. But I think content combined with the paid traffic strategy is key. Anyways, so my little my little breakdown last week was not me wanting to give everything up. It was just a moment of frustration and it was also a testament to good copy. <laughs> Because that subject line got more opens and that wasn't the intention. It was this, you know, thought out, well, I mean, I I took my time with this email, but it it was really valuable to see, wow, a lot of people opened this. A lot of people responded. It was really pretty cool. Um, So there's that (laughs) with that email. So, you know, coming back around to the show today with starting an online business, what I would do different. It's interesting because I looked at the original post, like I said, and there was a lot of uh, core things that were that are still relevant. I mean, there was like seven things I listed, but I want, and, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So you can go back and look at those. A lot of them were more in alignment with do things your own way and stuff, which is me, right? <laughs> there, there's no, nothing has changed from that perspective. But I want to approach this from a little different perspective. And I'm going to try to include as much actual step-by-step direction in hopes that this is going to help somebody. So we will use WordPress as a business example, but you can use it in any niche across any board, across any board, (laughs) across the board, (laughs) Um, across any board. I started getting visions of monopoly in life. But anyways, so let's let's jump into this sort of updated version. Now, while I am a huge believer in jumping in and taking action, there's also something to be said for starting out with a strategy and (laughs) here's the double-edged sword. How do you know the strategy until you start doing it, right? If you're, if you're learning and you're new. So what I want to give you also, when I had this conversation with Jen, we were talking and um, I'm not going to, hope, I hope it's all right. I'm just going to give out her niche and not, not her last name or site or anything like that. Um, but we were talking, uh, she is a physical therapist and said, you know, a lot of physical therapists are not taught how to market their businesses. So what she was getting into WordPress, she was working on her own site and wanted to work with other physical therapy offices and help them with a new site and marketing. Well, and in my experience in local business, working with local businesses, the very few that I've done, um, they're not going to see the value in the website, right? They, they can't grasp, like I quoted a guy, a local construction, um, he does like kitchen makeovers and stuff, like $3,000 for a site, never even heard back from him. My guess is he thought it was going to be like $500, thousand bucks, whatever. And I was like, eh, it is what it is. Um, you know, because I have found that it's it's very difficult to explain to somebody 
why they need a website. And because they don't understand what goes on behind it, right? I mean, you think about it, and a website is the only thing when it comes to advertising, when you're online, where you can track so many different points of data, right? Mailers, you can't. TV, you can't. Um, what other types of advertising? I guess that's kind of it, right? <laughs> In term, or, you know what I mean? Like anything, when I say mailers, I mean, whether it's, you know, coupon books or... I don't know that anybody advertises in Yellow Pages anymore, but you see what I'm saying? These are the same types of businesses that would do that. And you're just hoping someone's going to tell you they came in through that piece of advertising. So anyway, so we're talking and coming back to this place of what is the problem you're solving for them? Like a physical therapy office doesn't necessarily want a new website. They want more clients. So it's all in how you position it. And I had done this with a coaching client before where I said, you know what I would do is... If you want to do more of the marketing consulting, you know that your cost for the website, because she had a developer and designer and stuff, I said, you know what your cost is, then I would create the uh, the marketing and consulting package at like 6000 or whatever. And then I would say, and we'll do a free website for you, right? Because you can bonus that in. Even though you may have packaged it all the same at one price, they may be like, well, I don't need a website, so let's drop the price, right? You know what I mean with that? So I, I started asking her, you know, what is it you, do you really want to do websites? Because personally, it's, again, unless you're a developer, I love being able to do what I can do with WordPress. Hear my heart. Like there's, there is no um, anti-WordPress or building website coming from me, but it's not where I get the best return on my time. So if you can find something where you're going to get the best, a better return on your time, wouldn't it be worth it? Like if I were her, I would either outsource the site find somebody to do the site, and I would sell consulting packages. Because again, with that consulting and marketing, if that's really where you can provide the value, meaning you can say to somebody, we can generate, we're going to get a new website up for you that'll generate, and I'm just going to throw out numbers, 50 new leads a month. Okay. And remember, leads does not mean customers, but getting them on some automation and getting them to start engaging with customers through email marketing and autoresponders and whatever that looks like. But when you start packaging that all together, the problem you're solving for them is that they need more customers. They don't care about the website necessarily, right? They've got a business to run. So that's kind of part of the end in mind is like, do you want to go build WordPress sites or do you want to solve a problem, right? So I think you have to start with the end in mind. And so as an example, and I I think I've talked about this on the show before, when I recently redid the site, and recently, I mean like in the last, I don't know, six, seven months, um, and I've still got plenty of tweaking to do, but I really took a step back and I thought about what my goals were with the site. And then I backed into it. So when, when I talk about backing into the site, what what I did is I said, okay, what are the what are the different things that I'm driving from this site? Podcasting services, I want to drive. Um, I'm going to cr- keep creating content. I've got the Just Show Up community. And um, I don't, and coaching, right? Which I don't even push the coaching. It's just there, whatever. Which we'll see if that changes. But the point is, so like when you go to the homepage, it's very clear, here's what I do. And you'll see, like, I've talked a lot about having, we still have website clients. They come to me through referrals. Like, I don't advertise it on the site. I don't have a portfolio on the site. I have plenty of things to show people. But I don't want those people who are looking for a $1,000 website or can you just create a blog site for me? I'm not knocking them. But because I've got a team in place and we've got processes, like, I'd rather work with somebody who wants some consulting and driving the brand and is interested in conversions and stuff, right? Um, So that's what I would rather do. So from that perspective, I was like, all right, these are the things I'm driving. This is, I'm going to create content around these subjects only, although that's shifting, but that's how I approach the makeover of the site, right? So 
in the case of maybe someone starting a new WordPress business, if you're offering website services, whether it's new sites, hosting or maintenance, you know, the bare bones minimum that you want to start with is your target income. And again, I am a big believer in those hairy, audacious goals, right? Like I want to make six figures a month. I'm going to hit it. Um, And, you know, setting those right intentions. But there has to be a place where you say, I'm making nothing. So my my first goal is 3000 a month, right? My first goal is 1000 a month, whatever that is, I go for the have the big intentions, but be smart about this. So and then again, break it down. Are you replacing income from a job? Do you need to bring in X amount of money to cover expenses? Uh, do you not have to cover expenses? Maybe you have a spouse or partner whose income covers everything. Then you know, you're in a, uh, a fortunate situation where, well, it's fortunate and it's unfortunate. Dun, dun, dun. Because there's, it's not comfortable to have pressure. I get that. But there's a big difference. Like Tony Robbins said this. I was a big Tony Robbins fiend back in the day. And he said, two things will drive you, inspiration or desperation, right? And so there's a combination of both when you have to make the money. And then, of course, what business expenses do you have to cover? Because I think a lot of people think, well, WordPress is free. And they get, there's something about this community. I have no idea what it is where they get pissed off about having to renew software licenses. I'm like, it's so bizarre to me. Marketers have no problem dropping hundreds of dollars a month on the tools that drive their business. When it comes to WordPress, well, everything's free, right? Forget it. They think developer, holy rants, I'm sorry. But build those in. Okay, so, and I know this is very uh, basic. And, you know, once you have your number in mind, you can back into it then, right? So if you're doing, um, if you're doing websites, talk to people. If this is something you're getting into, go talk to people. What do you charge? You know, how long have you been doing this? Like, you can figure out, like, I know what my cost is, essentially, and probably ballpark, like not down to the penny. For a website, I have programmers, designers, I've got my project manager, I've got my time. So it's like, I know what my base cost is. Okay. And here's what I wish someone had told me when I was getting started. It's just as easy to find someone willing to pay you what you're worth as it is to find someone who will negotiate the hell out of your value. And this is where the almighty C word comes in. Uh, Get your minds out of the gutter. Not that you dirty bird. I'm talking about clarity. So that value piece, (laughs) I think, I think this would be a good, good show to link to. I also just wrote another post called why I choose not to negotiate with you. I, in my experience, I have found that the people who value you and you tell them the price, they say, that's great. That works for me, are so much easier to work with than the ones who want to negotiate and barter. Well, if we take this out, it's like, no, here's the cost. If that works for you, great. If not, I understand. Best of luck to you. Do not negotiate your worth. Um, And I'm probably going to contradict myself here because you'll (laughs) It's hard to get clarity without the doing, right? So as your business evolves, the things that you're clear on today will be completely different from the things you're clear on five years from now. And like when I started my business, I had zero intention of doing websites. I've told this story a million times. I fell in love with WordPress. One thing led to another. And then what happens is you start making money and you can't stop making, you can't stop the things that are bringing in the revenue while you're trying to get the things going that don't. But what happens is you can get stuck there. <laughs> and I would say, I, I feel like I did for a long time. Not anymore. Um, but here's, there, there's two things I think is really important to get clear on. And 
This might sound ambiguous, but I'm going to try to give you details. Excuse me. So the first thing are the tangibles. And when I'm talking about tangibles, those things that you can define clearly. So the income you want to hit, what are your rates? I'm going to suggest to you when it comes to setting prices and rates, besides doing some market analysis based on your skills and your skill set and what you can actually deliver, besides doing that, um, pick a stretch goal. So I remember... Uh, gosh, getting started, it was like, oh, 50 bucks an hour, right? And it was like, I can go to $75 an hour. And then my my mentor was like, let's do a stretch goal. Can you do 85? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do that. Like believing it, like to go to a hundred bucks right off the bat would have been like, no, right. And now it's like, I don't have a problem. Well, coaching is $500 an hour. Like, and that sounds, (laughs) that sounded wrong. That's not what I meant, but it's, it's been an eight year transition. Okay. But get clear on those and set them. Do not negotiate down. And it's hard when you're like, well, I need to make the money or I need to get the experience. I would rather go create a site for somebody. Here's an example. When I was starting the podcast services that we do, we have a done for you and now we have a done with you. I went out and did three done for you's for people that I knew would follow through. Uh, Two of them had to not stick with (laughs) you like that. But we got them launched. We got the sites done. I got the processes created no charge to these people. They had to do the recording, but no charge because I needed to set this in stone, right? So personally, if you need experience, go find somebody. And I put this in that post, the negotiate one, go find a nonprofit, go find, you know, pet rescue, go find something that you can create a site on or create a freaking niche site for yourself. And we're going to talk about that in a bit. We're still in the tangibles too, guys. Um, so get, get very clear on income and rates. Okay. Uh, business hours. Holy moly. (laughs) I learned this really the hard way. I do not communicate with clients on the weekends, period, you know, to the point where I rarely get emails on the weekends because I don't respond. Um, I don't jump on Skype calls at night anymore. Um, I do for myself, like with my project manager, whatever, but I don't get on client calls at night. Um, You have to be clear because that line gets blurred and you get bitter. At least I did. The resentment comes in or, you know, just it's up to you to set that precedence. Communication, make it very clear to your clients. However, and again, I'm referring to like a WordPress business, right? I don't care if you're a marketing consultant, if you do social media management, if you're a dentist, if you, um, God, I'm trying to think of something else, have a pet store or whatever it is, set policies. Primarily, you know, like let people know this is going to be email. Don't set a precedence that we're going to get on the phone. What I did that with a client I will never, ever do that again. Like I did that weekly for months and the project kept, what happens, this is what I have found. I'm pointing to myself like you can see this. Um, When you get on the phone to start discussing things, it is so easy for there to be scope creep or all of a sudden you've added something else. So they, let me just ask you this. And it's like, well, you know what? You're not paying for consulting. We're doing your site for you, whatever. So my point, be very clear about communication that, you know, we're going to get on the discovery call. For the most part, everything will be done via email. I don't do in-person meetings unless it's somebody that I know personally, Uh, phone calls, whatever it is, set those expectations from the beginning. And here's the deal. Most people are like, okay, truly, most people are fine with it. It's when you don't set it and then you get pissed because you expect them to know differently. I'm clearly giving you guys way too much insight into my head (laughs) with some of this stuff. Um, You know, and then pay attention to where you're profitable. I made the most money ever that I did last year. The profitability decreased. So I took, that's where I started taking a really hard look at stuff. And it's like, 
right. I felt like I worked harder. I was busier. I traveled more. The travel is great. So that could be part of it too. Um, but there's, there's something off here, right? So that's where a lot of this discovery for myself has been coming from. But really look at the profitability and think about how long it takes you to do things or when you don't set a precedence with a client and you're answering multiple emails a day from them. Um, that's your time, right? And I think anybody who has an online business can justifiably say that their money, their time is money. And then also be very clear on the work you do. So, you know, as an example, there are often times where we'll start working on a big project and it's like, oh, well, we've got this landing page. Can you do that too? And it's like, if you do that stuff, great. Make sure you say, yeah, that's fine. We can do that. That's outside the scope of the project. How, how would you like to pay for that? It, and, and here's the deal. Here's a little trick that I learned. Um, I don't remember where I listened to this, but doing an either or. So don't give someone the option to yes or no. So as an example, yes, we can do a landing page. Would you prefer to pay for that now or add that onto your balance? Meaning you're going to pay for it one way or the other, right? Anyways, but get clear on that and consulting. So define that like a lot of people want, you know, training with their websites. That's fine. So I make sure to include if they ask for it, there's training. If not, then they can go on a consulting retainer with me afterwards. So it depends on what that looks like, but get really clear. So that the tangibles, I'm just going to bullet point again, get clear on your income and your rates, get clear on your business hours, get clear on how you're going to communicate, get clear on profitability. Meaning if it, if your hourly rate is a hundred dollars an hour, I'm just throwing stuff out of there and you're charging $2,000 on the site for the site, then, you know, if it takes you 10 hours, that's a thousand bucks. And again, I'm just throwing out random numbers, you guys. So don't like try to make sense of this. See what I mean? So your profitability is a thousand bucks. So kind of basic math. Look at that. So now we're going to talk a little bit um, about the intangibles. And with intangibles, this is more that stuff that you're going to have to define totally for yourself. But I'm just going to give you a few little um, elements to this. So intangibles, the type of people that you want to work with. And so think about this from the perspective of, are you the valued expert or are you the hired help, right? And I can tell you, because I've been on both sides of that, 90% of that is how I, I present myself from the get-go. The clearer I am with boundaries, you know, boundaries are your responsibility, not the client. So the clearer you can be, the better the relationship is going to be. Um, Energy. I've gotten much better at trusting my gut when it comes to who I work with. Way too many times I, I had taken on a project because I needed the money. And trust me, there is always someone out there who will not cause a pit in your stomach. I, there are. I had this experience uh, twice recently. I had a call with somebody. I could just tell. Again, it was somebody who uh, has this perception of WordPress being free. And was telling me that somebody else was offering, you know, a non WordPress custom solution. It was a very involved project for 5,000. She's like, Oh my God. And I'm sitting here listening. And I was like, well, that was probably what I was going to charge you for this because of how deep this thing went and wide and deep. And I just had this feeling. I was like, I don't think I want to work with this person. <laughs> they weren't rude. It was just, it was simply a gut feeling. Sure enough, something else showed up, but, but trust that pit in your stomach because that just that will end up costing you money. I've had a couple of those projects in the last year and it was just like, oh man, you know, cuz you just you kind of want to bang your head and and so and I looked back and I know that 
I had that feeling. I just didn't listen to it. Um, okay. The other thing you want to think about is what does your day look like? I think this was a Frank Kern exercise. Write out your ideal everyday day. What does it look like? So for me, more insight you may or may not want. <laughs> um, for me, I don't like to set an alarm. I, I did that for far too many years, had to get dressed and iron clothes and commute and all that good stuff. Uh, I don't like to set an alarm. I prefer to go to the gym in the morning. Not that that's been happening a lot, but, um, you know, and then I like to get to my desk when it works for me. And so I'm talking usually, you know, between eight and nine or whatever. Um, I like to break in the afternoon because my brain just starts going in a different direction. I'm really good with creative stuff in the morning and then I need to go move either that or take a nap or when it's nice, I like to float in the pool and read a book. So the quality of my life is priceless. I, I am stoked with what I've created. It's, it's been hard. Um, there's even in, you know, the ups and downs, like, <laughs> oh, I had a little meltdown last week. This was outside of the email. Boy, am I sounding really dramatic today. <laughs> um, but it was okay. And it was great because I was able to, it was uh, Friday, which I, I tend never to schedule calls or appointments on Friday um, because I'll get some work done in the morning. And then I just, I'm ready to check out you guys because my, my days typically, like I, I made it sound like it's this really cush day, but there are times where I'm like, wow, it's five. I go have dinner and then I got a laptop again. So, but I like the fact my kids are big, only ones in the house anymore. I like the fact that I just get to do my own thing. And so come Friday, I'm kind of checked out. Um, but so last week I had this crazy little meltdown and it's like, all right, go take a nap, go take a nap. So couldn't fall asleep, couldn't fall asleep. I had been really frustrated. And then I was like, huh, my son came in and I had texted him actually earlier and he had fallen asleep. <laughs> it was end of spring break uh, and allergies kicked in for both of us. And it's like, oh, I missed your text. You like that we text in the house, but I wasn't sure. And then I got up and I saw you sleeping. So it's like, whatever. Well, I wanted to know if he wanted to go see Batman versus Superman. And he's like, oh, I missed your text. I'm like, oh, well, it was like a half an hour ago. He's like, oh, and I'm like, I think there's one at 515. You want to go? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go, dude. We got like 25 minutes or whatever. And we went. And so, you know, yesterday, this is weird. I, I'm, I'm starting to sound like I never work, but I really do. My parents are in town. Hey, you want to go to lunch? You want to go see a movie? I'm like, well, I've got a podcast interview and a call. I should be done by two. So I did. I had like a late lunch with my parents and we went to the movies. It was totally fun. I adore that. I love that I can, I might contradict myself here, but I was going to say, pick up my nieces and nephew. If my brother and sister are in a pinch, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, so really paint out the everyday day, not necessarily the, you know, moving to Costa Rica or the beach life or just travel, if that's really important, whatever that is, but really define what that everyday day looks like to you. Uh, the other intangible is what kind of a brand are you building? Like I didn't know when I was getting started with the WordPress chick, how this brand was going to evolve. And I think it was the podcast that really pushed the brand because it's me. So if you're sitting here listening to this and you enjoy listening to it, we'd probably enjoy hanging out together too, right? That was important to me. I wanted it to feel like you were talking to me. I mean, if you're reading, I wanted you to hear my voice. I wanted it to be fun. And, you know, this is some basic stuff you can do. And there's plenty of other things to do with the site. I don't know the exact directions it's going in, but really step back and think about that. 
this is you. This is your business. So if you're building a brand, not a niche, big difference, right? Like I am working on a, um, a site called Juicing Goodness, which you can go there. There's no theme up there yet, but because I like juicing. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm testing, some niche marketing. And um, we'll talk about that in a second. But, you know, when it comes to your business where your brand is tied to it, I'm a little sore. Uh, screw it. You get to do whatever you want it to do. So step back and think about that. Do you want it to be fun? Do you want it to be more polished? Are you looking for an edge? You know, like whatever that looks like. And you get to rebrand it and re- redo whatever you want, whenever you want. So just keep all that in mind. But so intangibles, that was a whole lot of rambling. But remember, you want to define the type of people you want to work with. Um, and for for me, I wanted people that were um, kind. <laughs> that sounds so simple, but kind. I like people that are excited about what they're doing, right? I'm I'm not really the corporate type person uh, anymore, and so <laughs> those clients wouldn't come to me anyways. Uh, you know, so so get clear on that. So the type of people you want to work with, the energy, and again, maybe um, hard to define, but start trusting your gut. Simply trust your gut. I promise you, and this is a big bold promise. But I promise you that when you say no to the people you don't want to work with, the people that you do want to work with will show up. Define what your everyday day looks like. And then again, get clear on what kind of brand you're building. So those are the intangibles. Now I want to get into some more specifics with you. I am checking in on time here. Wow, I'm pretty okay. I thought I was not as far along as I was. How about that? All right, so here are the specifics, and I'm going to break them down, but I'm going to bullet point them for you first. So these are things that hands down, I would do them different if I were starting my business. The first is lead generation. The second is paid traffic. The third is selling. The fourth is joint venture. The fifth is copywriting, W-R-I-T-I-N-G, emailing, and measuring, tracking and measuring. So lead generation. (laughs) You know what? All those people out there that feel like it's smarmy to ask for an email address are not making money. (laughs) And you need to think of it this way. Um, Building an email list is an asset. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. But I would put an emphasis on lead generation from day one. I would make sure that there are multiple ways for people to opt into my site, including within my content, which is kind of like native advertising. Um, And I would set up multiple squeeze pages so I could test what converted the best. Take the same offer and test it like with a different headline. Here's a great example. So I have the new offer on my site. It is lead generation of WordPress. There is a PDF and a workbook. So that sounds boring. Want to generate more leads, which people do, but it sounds kind of boring, right? So then as soon as I shifted it, and what I need to do is rotate the headlines, if I can do this with um, the welcome mat with Sumo Me, but I changed it to make want to make money with your WordPress or want to make money with WordPress, make money with WordPress. You like that? I don't have it open. <laughs> so, um, but the point is, so if I were to, to take that headline and, and split it, I would know which, what works better. And I'm going to be doing this with the traffic test, same offer, but lead generation should be a priority, not Facebook, not Twitter, not creating social media images because you don't own any of that building a list, creating a relationship and selling them something, solving a problem for them. And I'm going to go ahead and just do another pre-qualification here. You guys, everything I'm talking about assumes this is your brand and business that you are creating value and building relationships. So anybody that has a really hard time with any of these strategies, if you don't implement them, you're going to wish you did sooner. I'm just just saying. (laughs) Hashtag just saying. 
Um, so lead generation would be a way bigger priority from day one. You know, I look at every, everybody. It's funny. I, um, in, I've, I offered to do a site for a pet rescue recently and I was talking to the gal um, and she had responded to my email last week. I'm like, you know what? I'd love to help you guys. Let me, let me do your site. And she was like, oh my gosh, you made me cry. What? It just, I'm a dog lover. And so I said, yeah. And so we were talking, she's like, oh, I don't like pop-ups. I'm like, you know what? You may not, but you're a nonprofit and you need to build a relationship with people who are willing to give you money. So everybody who says they don't work or they don't like them will also turn around and say, but they work. Look at Neil Patel. He is one of the most successful SEO content traffic guys in the world. Every time I go to his site, there's 12 ways sideways, upside down, left, right, backwards to opt in. I always get a welcome gate on Quicksprout. I think it's for Facebook. I think the Neil Patel site is Neil. It's an opt-in. So you know what? Do what works. Build your list, create a relationship. So again, lead generation, huge priority from day one. Uh, Number two, paid traffic. Hands down, one of the best things that you can do for your business. So again, SEO and content are absolutely important. But you want to, again, look at those that they are the marathon. Paid traffic is the sprint. They can work beautifully together. And nothing beats getting a couple of wins early on. I said this to a friend of mine, and I'm going to give you a little glimpse into something I'm testing. But we launched this campaign yesterday. Did it just start? Anyways, made 100 bucks. I was like, sweet. we're, We're buying traffic. But I mean, it just started and we've got, you know, I don't know, eight, we had 1800 clicks to go still. My point is that when you see that something works early on, it will drive you. I, again, it can be 10 bucks, but that first time that you offer something for sale or you do a review post. Here's a great example, guys. I've told you so many times, Thrive. I absolutely love Thrive Leads, the Thrive Content Builder. Uh, my commission for March that I should be getting tomorrow or Saturday or something is 800 bucks. I don't mail for that. I don't advertise for it. I've just created content. So the tools that you use, and I show people how to use it. I'm not just talking about it. I'm showing them how to use it. So think about that though, right? So as soon as you can see that something works and you can make money, all of a sudden it lights that fire in you. So paid traffic, hands down, you don't have to jump into Google pay-per-click. You don't have to jump into Facebook ads. There are tons of other ways to buy traffic. And it's not cheating. It's, it's smart, you guys. And keep this in mind. The more paid traffic you drive to your site, you're also getting more hits, right? So all of this works with SEO and with the content piece. Think about it this way. Would you open a restaurant or like a physical retail space and do no advertising? No. But yet people do that all the time online because they're told, create content. Again, you know how I feel. You should. Um, guest blog, do this, this, this. The thing is, there are only so many hours in the day. So what happens when you're writing epic posts, 2000 words, video tutorials, you're doing all this stuff, you've got client work. Oh, wait, then you've got to create your own product. Oh, that's right. I'm supposed to email my list. I've got to be on 12 social media platforms. It gets overwhelming. You get my point. When you're getting started, it may, there's that learning curve, right? And this is coming from somebody who can do this stuff fairly quickly, because I like technology and I work with it all the time. All right, so I'm going to tell you, paid traffic. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, and and I'm not interested in if anybody's going to tell me that's crap, then fine. But <laughs> I didn't know this existed. I am getting well. Let me the the traffic method I'm about to tell you. I really wasn't sure what it was. So first of all, 
I don't know if you guys have ever heard of CPA marketing. It stands for cost per acquisition or cost per action. That tends to be more in the niche space, whether it's biz op or health or beauty, um, you know, finance. There's a lot of opportunities where you can you get paid every time somebody takes an action, whether it's just signing up as a lead, um, somebody buy something, obviously, but there's, so I just, I started looking at this because I've got an interview coming out with a friend of mine, Johnny, who I had met at a mastermind in Empire two years ago. Kid you not, you guys, January, 2014 was on welfare. I had no idea. He's probably going to hit eight figures this year. Now I'm not interested in starting some massive and the difference between CPA marketing and affiliate marketing, there are CPA networks and you guys, I do not know enough about this. So please know that like, I'm not trying to (laughs) teach you. And this is not something I would ever get into teaching. However, this ties in with having cash flow, right? And so if you're doing something that's a passion and your heart's there, you're not going to be able to do that if you don't have cash flow. So find something you can do, something, even if it's a service, but that provides cash flow, get people on retainer, get the recurring revenue going before you do the big, the big project, the big goal, or in conjunction with, because it's a lot easier to get excited about creating a course when you've got cash flow coming in, right? Okay, so CPA. Anyway, so I started diving into this after I talked to Johnny, and I'm like, huh, I've had some pretty good luck with Facebook ads. I'm, I really understand cost per lead, earns per click, setting KPIs. Like, And again, this stuff is data stuff that has never been my forte. But when you see it working and you see that, wow, I can generate a lead, there is a cost to doing business. Each lead, you know, set those KPIs, key performance indicators. If you're willing to spend up to five, ten dollars per lead, you can get a lead for like a dollar or two bucks. You're ahead of the game. Now, there's pieces, right, that have to convert with that. So I'm totally going in another circle, but just keep in mind that paid traffic. So here I, I reached out to a friend and I was like, hey, (laughs) and this is serendipitous. He added me back on Skype. We had already been friends on Skype, you know, and connected through my mastermind a year ago. We were doing a site for him. He had done some copy for me. Long story short, he added me back and he's like, Hey Kim, how's it going? I'm like, Oh good. How are you? And he's like doing great. And I'm like, and I didn't, this is the funny thing, you know, on Skype where you can put a little bio underneath your name. Well, his said, my middle name is EPC, (laughs) which is earns per click. Mine says retiring the hustle. Um, But so I'm like, Hey, hey, John, I'm like, I got a random question for you. I said, do you know much about CPA? He's like, that's totally in my wheelhouse. What do you want to know? Long story short, I have just been gifted with this wonderful human being who is totally showing me the ropes in this one element. We started a campaign, made 300 bucks in the last 24 hours. I, I'm fascinated by this because the more of that that I can do, the, the more tutorials, the more podcast. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? There's a balance there because then I'm not so invested in the services, the services maybe that I don't want to do or the clients that I don't, do you know what I'm saying? So my point, I did not tell you this paid traffic. Um, he said, I'm like, well, how do you do this? Because obviously you guys, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you don't have traffic, right? If you don't have an audience to put in front of your offer, it's not going to sell. Um, they're called solo ads. And some people might think these are cheesy and smarmy or that's crap. Not the case. I think this has shifted a lot. So a solo ad is basically you can go to someone and say, there's solo ad networks, by the way, where you can go in and it's like their list size is verified and um, there are reviews. And there's one now called Clickonomy. Uh, Onyx Singal, who's been in the internet marketing space a long time, launched this with this with a business partner. And they actually have like an escrow account like Elance. So I can go in and say, I want to buy 
a hundred clicks and they tell me their cost per click. So if it's 40 cents, it's like 40 bucks, right? Usually they over deliver, but so you go in and, and instead, so essentially it's like an email drop. You buy a solo ad, you provide the swipe copy, you provide the link. You want to track everything you're doing, um, which is what there's different software out there. That's again, you guys, a lot of this stuff I keep, I'm like this, I feel like I went down a rabbit hole. This is like this whole other world. And my point with the solo ads is simply that, you know, I have dropped, here's a great example, sell with WordPress. This is before I really knew to set KPIs and I have such a better understanding of copy and, and where, how it, how it works together throughout each piece of a funnel. Um, but drop, you know, $1,200 and then you sell a course for 600 and that's it. Nobody else buys. And it's like, huh? So you, you stop and think about that. Well, for $1,200, what could I have done in the solo ad space, right? Because Facebook, you have to pay attention. There's, and again, you have to pay attention with everything. So hear my heart. But my point is, it's a great way to test. Facebook, you can test stuff five bucks a day. Bing, you can test for $10 a day, right? You really got to get in there and understand this stuff. I was like, God, solo ads. Huh? Anyways, it's a niche that does not require my name, my brand, Kim Doyle creating content. <laughs> that's what I needed. I There's only so much showing up that I can do. So that's my whole rant on paid traffic. Um, as I get more familiar with it, and understand it more. I'm, I will, if you guys want it, let me know. Seriously, like email me, tweet me, whatever. Say I'm interested in more of these methods. I'm not going to start creating courses or anything, but I'm just happy to share what's working. Um, selling, number three is selling. I would start selling as soon as possible and as often as possible. And I'm not saying go create, you know, go buy a bunch of PLR crap and regurgitate it and sell it or rip somebody off. Sell something, you guys. Somebody gets on your list, that first funnel, offer them something. Even if it's just, you know what, here's my favorite tool, I use this, and and I've created a course on on this. It, I, I don't know, I know I'm running out of brain space, as you can tell. <laughs> sell something, you guys, you're in business. I was so hesitant to sell, or I would sell and people would unsubscribe, and I took it personally. Now I'm like, best of luck to you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Get off my list. I don't mean that meanly. I, I just, it's okay. Not everybody is supposed to stick around all the time forever, right? Okay. I am totally rambly today. Where are we at? Okay. Um, all right. So selling was number three. Number four, joint venture. Network, connect, and grow relationships. And there are plenty of relationships. Don't, you, you want to hang around people that are where you want to be. Develop those relationships, do things for them. I'll tell you again, podcasting is one of the best ways to do that. I've made some amazing connections, interviewed some fantastic people that I can definitely see growing a relationship with. And that wasn't the intention, but when you connect, you connect and it just works. Uh, number five, learn copy. Copy writing. <laughs> I certainly went to this kicking and screaming, but it's a skill that will make all the difference in the world when you start understanding it. And I think I need to do a, a show or at least a post on copy and the things that I've been learning. And, and it, it just sounded so friggin' boring to me. But, and this is somebody who likes to write, but I like to write my own voice. But when you see the difference that one sentence can make between a sale or not having a sale, it's kind of fun. Um, I would also email consistently and often. For way too long, I was worried about emailing too much. And heaven forbid, I sent an email offering something for sale, really, because I just, that's all behind me now. I am done. <laughs> I'm going through the process of getting my list used to hearing from me more often. And then I'll start adding offers in consistently. Offers that are valuable, that can solve problems, and might be something they can use. If not, that's okay. Most anything that I do with affiliate marketing, 
it's tied into content. There's value there. I'm going to show somebody how to use something or whatever, but you need to email consistently and you need to do it often. I would recommend right now subscribing to Ben Settle. Um, and I actually am, have subscribed to his email players. It's 97 bucks a month, but I get it physically. It's like a paper magazine, I guess you'd say. But you could learn so much just by watching what this dude does. I need to get him on the show, I think. I've also invested in Andre Chaperon's Autoresponder Madness. You guys, this is all those old school things that if you are on my list, I sent an email out yesterday that said, um, let's get old school. You can thank me later. All of these things are tried and true marketing strategies that have stood the test of time. Obviously, email marketing since its conception, right? But but copy selling, you know, advertising, quote unquote, paid traffic, you know, having leads come into your, but these are all standard business practices, but some, but for some reason they seem like they get lost uh, in the internet. So um, anyways, again, email consistently and often. Number seven is track and measure. I have known the importance of this for a long time. Unfortunately, it also took me a long time to implement it. No point in crying over spilt milk though, right? You you want to measure what's working. And even if it means, so so here was a, a conversation I had with a friend recently too, who was also, he was a super affiliate and uh, Jason Drone. We, we had him on the show where he's got Scriptly and he's got a few different pieces of software. And, you know, we were looking at my traffic and mind you, this was when I was running uh, paid traffic for the, face, the podcasting offer. Um, but it was over, I was like 53,000 uh, visitors or page views a month. And he was like, you should be making $25,000 with your site a month. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, So yeah, pay attention, pay attention to those things. And if here's, I I can tell you, well, I'm not going to give out loud what one of my top keyword pages are, because that might be dumb. Um, But I know I can create a ton more content around that and kick up some affiliate commissions for myself. Um, So I'm just going to bullet point these seven specifics again for you. So number one is lead generation. Drive it hard, you guys. And you don't have to be obnoxious. You can set pop-ups or whatever, however you want to do that. So they don't show all the time, whatever. Um, Two, paid traffic. Find something, one method that you're willing to test and don't throw it away because it didn't work the first time. Look at look at the stats and stuff. I mean, and if you guys start searching for this, you will go down a rabbit hole. And I had a podcast interview yesterday with a great guy. Um, and I can just tell it's going to be a dear friend now, Matt Horowitz. We were talking about rabbit holes. And he said, the, the beauty is when you keep digging, you get to the real core, like not the generic keywords that people search for like, how to buy paid traffic online, right? Like start digging and getting more specific and you go deeper and deeper. And like, I can tell you, I'm sitting here, let's say one, two, three. I don't know. I've got like 20 tabs open on one monitor. I don't know what's open on the other monitor. I closed it, but you see what I mean? So you can go down these rabbit holes, but that's part of building this business, right? Is finding those things. So find one methodology for paid traffic that you're willing to implement and stick with. Uh, selling, sell something as soon as possible and sell it. And when I say as often as possible, again, you guys, I don't mean like hammer people over the head with stuff, but don't assume that because you mailed an offer once that everybody saw it. Set up a follow-up sequence, joint venture. You want to network, connect and grow relationships with people that are where you want to go. It's not as hard as you think. Uh, You can talk to Sandy Eveleth for that, who is all about making all the right connections. Uh, Adore her. Learn copy. (laughs) Go back, old school guys. I am going way back. Tested Advertising Methods by John Caples. I'm reading that. I'm I'm really starting to understand this on a different level. Uh, Track and measure. And lastly, (laughs) um, 
Where are we at on time? Okay, gosh. See, this is what happens when I don't do a solo show for a while. Investing in your business. And my suggestion is to invest in what will give you a return. Like a lot of people will jump into the free MailChimp version, but guess what? You can't set up autoresponders with that. So, you know, and, and if you want to go, I don't know how you would even do that. Like who subscribed today and then sent out the next day? That would be a nightmare. But, you know, invest in those things that are going to give you a return, not the latest trend or tactic. Um, I'm super excited. Next week, I've got an interview with Todd Brown, Brown coming, lar- coming out, coming large. Hello. <laughs> and we talked about this. You know, strategies are those things that stick, stand the test of time. Tactics don't. So, uh, you know, that's my point to Snapchat and all those things. And you guys, I love my tools, but oh my God, my head was ready to explode. You know, like most people in mine, I paid the quote unquote newbie internet marketing tax, right? You buy a bunch of courses and programs and you think, well, this is going to be it, right? Like this is going to be it. Instagram's going to be the thing. <laughs> doesn't mean I haven't gotten results, you guys, but doesn't the results that I want are sales or subscribers, not likes. Um, or comments, <laughs> you know what I mean? So just just think about that. And I use social media. I'm not leaving it. My point, though, is spend your time and money where you're going to get a return. I've also invested in mentors and a mastermind. You guys know about that. The experiences were amazing. I learned a ton and my income increased. I also spent a lot more. Um, but it more than anything, Some of those types of things are the intangibles that you can't necessarily measure. Like my mindset around money has totally shifted. My mindset around my value um, and what what I bring to the table and what I offer, all of those things just like grew exponentially. And you can't really put a price on that. However, when it didn't feel right, I left. As hard as it was, it was simply time because I don't want to (laughs) make it rain, brother. That is not... (laughs) That that's just not me. Doesn't mean I don't want the income to rain in. I just, you know, I I can't even find the words to say it without putting my foot in my mouth, you know. And then lastly, it's it's the tools. You know, again, invest in the right tools. And you know, I've I've done this since day one, and plenty more. Like I think I, I think I said this before, but I was considering doing a blog series on everything I bought from JVZoo, like to see one does it still work, get results. Two, are they around supporting it anymore? Because they had a phenomenal launch and kudos to you. You did 800,000 on your launch, but does it exist six months later? We'll see. Um, But tools tend to be cheaper than courses. Um, I've also made decisions on tools that work for me and not listen to what everyone else is doing. My point here is Infusionsoft. Everybody, Infusionsoft, Infusionsoft. For the love of God, if I never touch Infusionsoft again, it'll be too soon, although we do it for clients. But it's just, I've had it a couple times and I hated it both times. I love Active Campaign. You guys, I went to Hatchbuck. Hatchbuck was great, but it didn't integrate with most of the things that I wanted. And Active, I couldn't be happier with Active Campaign. I had a, the pleasure of speaking with their founder. Uh, it was a quick interview, uh, but that's coming out soon too. Um, Active campaign, I love it. You know, so so when it comes to investing in your business, step back and and you got to trust your gut on this because sometimes it feels like everybody's doing this and oh my god, I I have to get into Marie Forleo's B school this time. Ugh. No offense to her, but it's just one of those things that when it rolls around once a year, everybody under the sun promotes it. You know, God bless her. She's built something amazing, has helped a ton of people. I have zero negative opinions or thoughts on it. But 
it, it's kind of like when the whole, you know, Jeff Walker as an example, another product launch formula, when that comes out, everybody. So it just means I need to get off more lists probably. Um, but don't necessarily buy that because that's part of copy, right? Is they're good at selling stuff. Like, so like I say to myself, all right, well, if I'm going to, because I was fried from traveling last year, I thought, okay, if I'm going to go anywhere this year, it has to be absolutely connected to what I'm working on. Like, right now? Like what is important and what am I growing in my business? I would love to go to maybe Affiliate West or, or well, I think that happened. I think Affiliate East is in the, is in the fall. I'm, I'm just stepping into this whole space with the CPA marketing and testing that and paid traffic. Um, I might go to traffic and conversion next year. Nah, I don't know. They are doing a new digital marketers doing another conference in the fall in Florida, I think on like e-commerce. Something again, I might be stepping into. We'll see. It's I'm I'm interested in testing a lot of this stuff again in places that don't require Kim Doyle, the brand, the content, all that kind of stuff, because I just don't want (laughs) to do more than I'm doing, if that makes sense. So anyways, you guys, I I hope that was uh, coherent for you to a certain extent. Uh, but those are the things that I would do differently if I were starting an online business. And it's it's it can be tough because you can find a community of like-minded people um, who talk about I, I, the heart-centered space, right? And I, I, again, it's just, unfortunately, words, we get tired of things because they're overused, but they're overused because they resonate, right? So I don't know what the solution is there. But you can find your tribe, but be careful is not to lose yourself when you find your tribe, I guess is all I'm saying. You know, be careful that you don't buy into um, doing things the way that really, I don't want, I don't want to go slow or you know what, I don't want to hustle. Stop screaming at me to hustle or do the effing work. Like just don't. So spend your time and energy in the places that fill you. And just know that when you unplug or check out or go do your thing, it's all going to be here when you get back. So as always, guys, I love you tons. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. So just go over there. Uh, and, you know, five-star reviews are fantastic. Um, and I do want to give a quick little shout out. I, I haven't done this in a little bit. Let's do, hold on, wait a minute. Let us put some boom in it. Totally a child of, uh, how do you say it? Like I was born in, se- well, I'm, now you know, I was born in 70, but high school, late 80s. Okay. Just want to thank um, Oaktown Lady from the United States uh, for the awesome review. And we got Ann K59 from the United States. Um, you guys, thank you so much. I, I appreciate them. As always, holler if there's anything else you want, but stay tuned and let me know. L- truly, let me know. <laughs> I was actually thinking with this paid traffic stuff, I'm like, I kind of want to do a podcast and the journey into this world because it's fascinating to me. It is fascinating to me that people are creating these phenomenal livings and making income that you think is fake and it's not um but but they don't do the brand and the social media and all that stuff Eh, i mean if you want it do both but again let me know what you want to hear more of um as my business has changed i talk less it seems like i talk less about wordpress stuff um i don't know maybe that should just be an accomplishment or something anyways Clearly, we can't stop rambling today. You guys are awesome. Have a fantastic day, and I will catch you next time.